Talo Falava, I'm Johnny Blades, and you're with The House. Being a presiding officer when contentious bills are going through Parliament under urgency, as they are presently, can be tough work. And this morning's action in the chamber had multiple examples. One of the big challenges is refereeing debate when it gets fiery, particularly among opposition MPs who are frustrated and angry that laws they passed are being systematically dismantled. MPs such as Labour leader Chris Hipkins debating the smoke-free environments and regulated products amendment bill, while Assistant Speaker Maureen Pugh of the National Party sat in the big chair. And it is clear, it is clear, and the members opposite might be shaking their head about the fact that I'm angry about this. My question again to them is, why the hell aren't you? Why the hell are you not angry about that to the members opposite? Because this is a bill that will kill people. Why is it that you now believe that liberalising the sale of cigarettes is an appropriate way to raise half a billion dollars in revenue every year so that you can fund tax cuts that will disproportionately benefit the wealthiest New Zealanders. Can I interrupt the member and remind the member not to bring the Speaker into this debate? I am not, Madam Speaker. In fact, I made it very clear that these were questions to the members opposite. But thank you for doing the government's bidding by interrupting my flow. Excuse me, the member... Excuse me. Do not bring the speaker into your debate and do not disrespect the chair. I, I will ask the member to withdraw. Do and not apologize. disrespect me by interrupting me with a point that is not relevant. The member will resume his seat. Your debate is now interrupted, and I will give you the opportunity to stand, withdraw, and apologize your aspersion on the chair, and then you can resume your debate. I was drawing apologise. This is a government that has absolutely no moral compass whatsoever. Another reason why it gets testy is because in many cases these bills are being rushed through all stages without the opportunity for public consultation. So opposition MPs are naturally eager to grab any opportunity afforded by the Committee of the Whole House stage of the bill to ask very detailed questions while conveying their concerns with the legislation. And it's incumbent on the presiding officer to keep things on topic. And this is what Deputy Speaker Barbara Kuriger attempted this morning during the committee stage of the Pai Order disestablishment of the Māori Health Authority Bill. Um, can, can I just, I, I just want to mention to the House, um, I've heard many calls on dissatisfaction over uh, the bill itself. I've heard uh, the Minister answer questions about employment and the structural changes that uh, he intends. And I've also heard answers around the disability questions that have been asked and I am looking for very new questions, not speeches of dissatisfaction. Thank you. Now the opposition was concerned that the Health Minister Shane Retty had not adequately answered some of their questions. However, Kuriger was satisfied he had. Similarly, when she drew this particular part of the debate to a close, not everyone was satisfied that she'd given them a fair go. Ricardo Menendez, uh, Just inviting the chair for some reflections because as soon as um, you came into the chair, you invited us to proceed with the debate within some specific guidelines. Um, there was, I believe, just one call mine, I, I think, um, after you indicated those guidelines. And in my case, I made it really clear that I had three specific questions. I didn't keep my remarks to reflections of why I disliked the bill. Um, and I made sure that these were... Um, Things that I believe we're you, not repetitive. Can you please, but can you but please? my point of order is, I'm just inviting you to reflect on why would you come into the chair to make a reflection and then only allow for one call 
rather than in good faith allow the, the members to scrutinise uh, the bill. Um, could regard. I ask the member to resume? Your, I did say that I've been watching the debate. There are a series of speakers, so it's uh, or chairs sitting in the chair. Uh, and I did say that uh, the employment uh, issues had been well traversed, and I did hear and I heard repetition in the member's speech. And so, at, uh, please do not argue with the chair. I've made a decision. Thank you. Things got even more fiddly when Labor MPs referred to the Waitangi Tribunal, where a claim had been brought to challenge the government's move to disestablish the Māori Health Authority. However, the government then decided to pass the bill before the claim could be heard. I take the notion quite literally. In Ngāti Hene tradition, te kumara, is that part of the plant we, that ensures it, it, the health... So I'm going to stop the member. I, look, the Waitangi Tribunal is a, a separate matter. It's, it's, it's something that we shouldn't be um, bringing into the title. You can talk about... The member can talk about the title and commencement. Yes, I am. Um, but not directly quoting from the tribunal as it happens. But while Kuriga was trying to guide the debate, Labour MP Duncan Webb offered the Deputy Speaker some guidance herself. Because the starting place in debate is that this House is free to discuss any matter. Um, and the ruling you've made is of considerable significance in curtailing that right. Now, the Speaker's rulings are clear, and at 38.6, it makes it very clear that the House is not debarred from discussing a matter that is before a Royal Commission, uh, as it would be the case as if it were before the courts. Now, the Waitangi Tribunal is a standing commission of inquiry with recommendatory powers only, and your ruling is now cutting directly across an existing Speaker's ruling. And I think, with the utmost respect, Madam Chair, that this needs to be looked at with real care, because the Waitangi Tribunal is entirely distinct from a court and the sub judice rule has no part to play. After weeks of sustained urgency and contentious legislation, tempers are fraying in the House. So spare a thought for the presiding officers who spend their days sitting in the middle and often find themselves in the firing line. You've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Tofa Soifua.